Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. All of us know someone who is suffering from throat or respiratory diseases caused by air pollution. In fact, not too long ago, Mumbai was named the second most polluted city in the world in terms of the Global Air Quality Index or AQI according to the Switzerland-based air quality monitoring technology company IQ Air. The data shows that Mumbai has the worst IQ level in India followed by Delhi and Kolkata. Other studies say that 22 of the world's 30 most polluted cities are in India and that the bulk of the population breathes air that is at least 10 times more polluted than the World Health Organization's previous PM 2.5 standards. India urgently needs to clean up its air. All Indians matter. We have on the show Bhave Sharma, senior program manager air quality at WRI India. He looks after research and analysis, stakeholder engagement, outreach support, and implementation of projects related to the betterment of air quality. Prior to joining WRI, Bhave has had varied experience from business development and project coordination to stakeholder engagement in different domains of the environmental sector, such as biomass, solid waste, wastewater, and air quality management. He developed a blueprint of a hybrid air quality monitoring network, worked in one of India's largest cement industries, looked after co-processing projects, led a project on the utilization of carbon black in the cement industry and worked at the grassroots level, networking with private organizations, government, NGOs, communities and industries. Bhave, welcome. Hi, thanks. Hello, sir. Bhave, how serious is the problem? Yeah, it's a big problem actually <laughs> you have already read out some some data sets but uh, i'll also jump in with some key facts so uh, you know world health organization so they have recently updated their guidelines for air quality and as per them 99% of the population is breathing polluted air so i mean which directly impacts the health of humans and you know i mean this is just alone enough to understand the intricacy of this bigger problem and if you also look at the number of deaths then global burden of disease so it's a bigger study uh, led by uh, different scientists across the world so it talks about that in 2019 so there were around 1.6 million deaths you know only just in 2019 and i'm counting the ambient and the indoor or household air quality that uh, we talk about so it not only affects the health rather it also affects you know the economy the tourism jobs food production energy production climate change i mean there are so many facets it affects in day to day lives yeah i'm so glad you mentioned this because it's not just a health problem like you said could you explain some of the health and economic especially implications of such levels of air pollution Yeah I mean the health problem I already mentioned that I mean in in 2019 as per the same study the global burden of disease study it impacts you know almost 1 million people in world in 2019 and if we talk about the economy part also you know the economic loss because of premature deaths and morbidity from air pollution it was almost 1.4% of the gdp in india in 2019 and that is only for 2019 i'm talking there was another study i mean which talked about that the impact on business i mean you should understand it is not the impact of business on air pollution or increasing air pollution rather having air pollution issue on business it almost you know impacted indian businesses around 95 billion dollars 
only in 2019, which is around 3% of India's GDP. So, I mean, the big impact it has on the economy, on health, it is uh, much more than that. That's very true. And uh, the other thing that's come up in previous conversations on this show is that the impact of pollution in general is disproportionately larger on the poor. So what about air pollution and could you explain how? Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, we all know that air pollution, A, it doesn't understand boundaries. A, it doesn't understand the impact on human lives, whether they are rich, poor or, you know, belong to any class. So that should be clear. The other thing is that majority of deaths that are reported due to air pollution are in developing countries. And, you know, the low-income group, uh, they are more highly vulnerable. You can talk about, you know, people working in industries, construction site, roadside industries, or even road sweepers. They get direct exposure and they are more prone to impact of air pollution on their health. You can also talk about uh, the indoor air pollution that we usually talk about, uh, household air pollution, you know, the biomass used as cooking fuel. It has a lot of impact on directly on the user. So I would say, I mean, uh, it mostly impact the people who reside in informal settlements also, near construction site, near industries, on road, or people who can't afford the facilities that upper or richer class can actually afford, like, you know, air purifiers in their homes. So I would say, I mean, these are, we can fairly say, yes, it impacts poor mostly than the upper. Absolutely. Now, in the Smart City mission, air quality was added as an important element in calculating the Swachha Sarvekshan score. Now, in 2019, the government identified 122 non-attainment cities where air quality did not match national ambient air quality standards between 2011 and 2015. Why do our clean air programs not work? First of all, I would say that it's good that government has come up with the national clean air program. I mean, earlier, there were reasons that air pollution was not considered as a bigger issue. But after several scientific studies, uh, researches, uh, you know, the air pollution has come up in the daily trend or, you know, daily discussions. But I would say that, uh, you know, so the program that are there, they usually don't follow the air-shed approach. The non-attainment cities that you're talking about, they cover only the city part, not the rural part as per the program. And, you know, the policies exist to reduce air pollution, but the implementation of these policies, it requires a joint effort and involvement from various stakeholders. So major part would be the common citizen, which is missing. And, you know, the strict implementation and evaluation of these policies and the activities on ground is a key that I believe that these programs will need to cater in longer run. So evaluation and monitoring is really what you're saying uh, is where the gap is. Right. What are the top causes of air pollution in urban India? So would you say also that they are the same everywhere or different parts of the country would have different causes? No, 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 definitely. I mean, these would be different uh, in different areas. But most of the, you know, the cities which are facing air pollution problem would have more or less uh, common sources also, but their percentage of contribution might differ in different cities. 
So I can give you an example. Let's say I mean, uh, so we have different city tier one cities where you would find the problem of you know road dust, vehicle exhaust emissions are pretty high, and a lot of construction activities are happening in these cities. Even the tier two cities, they are facing a lot of construction activities, and then you know some cities have industry, some cities might have thermal plants nearby. So the impact would be different from these sources on these cities. And I would also like to add one more point that open waste burning is a huge problem. We all see, I reside in Delhi and I almost see it daily, you know, during winter times, it's pretty high. Yeah, we had the problem in Bombay also where the dumping ground was uh, set on fire, at least parts of it was set on fire and a huge problem a couple of years ago. I want to come back to what you said about monitoring. Now, monitoring of air quality is possibly the most crucial and first step, as you have also indicated. But India doesn't seem to do it well. Why is that and how can we improve monitoring of air quality? So air quality monitoring, you know, it's a tool to assess what are the levels of air quality at a particular location or or in a zone. So I would say that, I mean, yes, it's a first step that needs to be taken care of. When we have data on ground, the monitoring stations on ground, then we would know that which area has high air pollution levels, which area has low air pollutions, even some places where there are no uh, monitoring stations in place. There are various technologies or various methods through which you can actually, you know, calculate or monitor air quality, be it through low-cost sensors. This is an uh, emerging technology that is coming up. However, the policy requirement, they don't actually fulfill. But yes, they are good for an early understanding of what are the levels of air pollution. Then there's monitoring through remote sensing also. You know, uh, scientists are working in this field and... They are looking at various methods through which, you know, they can combine the monitoring stations on ground, remote sensing, and how they come up, uh, you know, the various levels of engagement through these technologies. I'm so glad you mentioned technology. Uh, That was actually going to be my next question. Any other technology that we can deploy? I mean, I know we've already, uh, people have been talking about satellite uh, monitoring and... You know, the monitoring part is one activity which I already spoke about. The second part is the activity that is happening on ground. You know, the air pollution control devices that are in industries. So they are getting day by day. We are also working on some of the aspects of uh, increasing energy efficiency or process efficiencies in industries. Even the, you know, the Bharat State 6 emission control that happens because of effective implementation of technology and you must have seen now the electric vehicles are coming up uh, day by day with better technologies with better battery technologies which are you know major aspects through which we can actually remove the exhaust emissions then there are government is following uh, in several places there are these applications run by government or private entities I can give you an example where we are working in Indore. So there's uh, this 311 app where you can actually, you know, uh, just lodge in your complaint. If you see any waste burning happening or, you know, activity that is causing air pollution or even uh, in Delhi, you have a Green Delhi app. So uh, the technology is definitely helping in the mitigation part. So, yes. 
Now, there is a misconception, at least it's a misconception in my view, that air pollution is primarily an urban phenomenon and not a rural one. Now, I have my doubts about that, but you are the expert. What's your view? <laughs> no, no, you're right. I mean, your doubts are pretty right. It's it's a big problem, not only urban, but for rural areas also. It's just that the monitoring is not happening in rural areas currently. So that is why we uh, don't know the levels of air pollution that are in rural areas. There are many activities actually uh, which cause air pollution in these rural areas. Uh, you know, be it uh, you know proximity to industries, uh, larger industries, even the brick kilns are nearby to villages. The residential cooking fuel usually it is uh, firewood or cow dung which is being used as cooking fuel. Then the dust part is also a bigger problem. It's just that we are not able to see it because. A, there are no monitoring instruments right now placed in these rural areas. So the calculating or understanding the impact of air pollution uh, on people in rural areas also would require some awareness generation. If you have seen, uh, you know, the satellite views uh, during winter time through the endogenetic plane, then you notice that <laughs> the air pollution doesn't discriminate. At- Again, I'm saying between the rural and urban areas, it's, it's throughout the whole region. And it's not only in the plain, it's uh, at, in different places, uh, different cities, different rural areas, villages. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I remember those photographs and it was just shocking looking at them and saying, yeah. gosh, it's, it's just this bad. It was awful. Now, uh, <laughs> one of the problems, Bhave, is that cleaning up our air is what we would call a multi-jurisdictional, multi-sectoral issue. A, first of all, could you explain to our listeners what that means? And also, do you agree with that assessment? Yes, yes, uh, definitely I can explain. And yes, I agree on this part also that it's a multi-jurisdictional, multi-sectoral issue. So, you know, just like climate change, air pollution also happens through different activities, our daily activities that are happening around in where we live or where we work or, you know, whatever other activities that, that are happening in city or rural areas as we talk about. So just I gave an example of waste burning. So waste burning happens across the year in many cities. It's just so that it increases during the winter time because, uh, you know, people use burn waste for heating purpose also. I can give you an example of a lot of construction demolition activities are happening. So, you know, the agencies that are catering to these activities are different. So let's say construction is a part of urban development department while waste management falls under the municipal corporation responsibilities. But municipal corporation also has to, you know, look after the construction waste. Industries which pollutes, you know, which emits a lot of air pollution through their stacks, it falls under pollution control board. So I would say, I mean, if you see it as an umbrella, uh, you'll find that a lot of agencies are working towards controlling air pollution and a lot of activities are actually contributing to air pollution. What would you say are our greatest challenges to tackling air pollution? You listed some of them, I know, but what are the others? I would say that A, the implementation part is a bigger challenge. So 
the cities where we, we are working, the clean air program that we have, the major onus falls on the municipal corporations. While, you know, they handle day-to-day -day activities, they handle revenue uh, streams, but they don't have expertise or capacity on the technical side of air pollution and understanding of air pollution. So the major challenge, I would say, is that the implementation part and its evaluation also ultimately, because if you implement a certain strategy on ground, you need to understand what is the impact overall, uh, whether it has contributed to a reduction of air pollution or not, or in long term, what are the if you would need to change that strategy, what are these long-term strategies you need to adopt? The second part, I would say that there's a lot of lack of awareness also among people regarding air pollution and its harmful effects. People, uh, you know, we need to make aware then that, yes, air pollution contributes or impacts their health in a larger way. It doesn't happen in a shorter time, but in longer time, it, they do get impacted by that. You can see, uh, you know, during the winter time, the asthma cases suddenly uh, shoot up. It's not only the winter, the temperature impact, but it also have, uh, you know, the air pollution has an impact on people. So I would say a joint effort from each and every stakeholder having monitoring and evaluating the strategies and you know, generating awareness among people. Yeah, and also I wanted to make the point that when you say stakeholder, it's also the individual citizen. Because there right, are many things right, that the individual absolutely. citizen does that uh, contributes to air pollution. And there is a certain responsibility each individual citizen also has. It's not just somebody else's problem. So we talked about challenges. What are the greatest opportunities that we have now in solving this problem? Oh, there are a lot of uh, opportunities. So when you control air pollution, you're not only uh, controlling air pollution, but it has co-benefits also. So let's say if you're uh, removing exhaust emissions and uh, black carbon, which is generated through uh, vehicle emissions or exhaust emissions also, so it also gets reduced, So which has a major climate agenda or impact on global warming. So you have certain you know, co-benefits. When the air pollution gets reduced, your energy efficiency of solar modules, it also increased. And, you know, the transportation side, the impact of exposure to the air pollution by the vulnerable community also gets reduced. So I would say there are many ways, I mean, there are many opportunities actually, which if you work on air pollution, you would also have co-benefits all in all. Now, I want to talk about this uh, WRI program the Surat Clean Air Action Plan. Correct. This was a collaboration between WRI and the Surat Municipal Corporation and the Gujarat Correct. Pollution Control Board. Tell us about it and what was its impact? Thank you for asking this question because I have personally worked on this so I know what happened through uh, each stage. You know, accepting that a city has air pollution problem is a challenging task. And that too, uh, before the National Clean Air Program came, we started working in Surat before that. So just to convince the city that Surat and being a coastal area has a bigger air pollution problem uh, was also a task. But anyhow, 
the city authorities got convinced and we actually you know worked on developing the surat clean air action plan and and it is pretty exhaustive one uh, if you go and check it online so what we did we did a secondary assessment of all the studies or all the data that is present in the domain in online domain or working with different stakeholders we then later on uh, did individual consultations we also did uh, larger gatherings uh, you know 100 plus uh, people we invite in each gathering understood what are the issues what are the challenges each sector is following the contributing sector and what could be the solution that uh, they can be taken care of this is one of the points uh, i because unless you don't understand the intricacies of that sector you will not be able to identify the solutions concerning that sector so that was one major point that we believed and we worked on we also uh, did several physical surveys primary surveys on ground one of the survey was on identifying the emission levels or you know uh, understanding what how much open waste burning happening in the city we also found uh, some some data sets and uh, related to that and we could actually i mean uh, this kind of study actually doesn't happen or i haven't seen that much that you get to know how much waste burning is happening in your city then next when we launched this uh, surat clean air action plan we realized that not just uh, releasing the action plan have an impact on the ground so we also uh, side by side we also started working on different activities on ground already before the launch and the major stakeholder gujarat pollution control board surat municipal corporation industrial association construction association so we start already started uh, getting engaged with them and started working on different different uh, projects so one project i can uh, you know talk about is the clean construction headbook that was released along with kredai surat uh, gujarat pollution control board and surat municipal corporation i believe that is one of the first handbook of clean construction practices in india and later on several cities also followed that which is uh, actually uh, commendable that yes people do want to work uh, towards construction site because when winter comes construction gets banned easily i mean it's the easy culprit but we don't understand which are the activities that are contributing to air pollution right and uh, any other programs that wri is doing in the air pollution space that you want to talk about yes yes we are also working with uh, industries in surat uh, basically understanding so we are not looking at the stack emissions level because industries have already installed the emission monitoring uh, mechanisms or air pollution control devices but we are also looking at you know uh, what is the impact of process that is happening in these industries and surat is a textile hub of india so a lot of textiles are there uh, so we are understanding the impact of uh, you know increasing the energy efficiency or increasing the process efficiency just to reduce or uh, the impact of fossil fuels overall we are also working uh, we are also doing uh, some road dust surveys just to understand i mean uh, what is the silt load from where does this dust comes actually i mean whether it is contributed by vehicles 
which is the non-exhaust part or it is uh, contributed by construction or any other activities. We are also working in Indore. We have a project called Clean Air Catalyst that is going on. Recently, we installed a monitoring uh, station or super site in the city. And, you know, these two cities, which are major, you know, the cleanest cities of India, we also found out that, I mean, they have some issues in waste burning because as the city expands, a lot of wards come into place uh, inside the city. They become part. And so, you know, these wards or areas are not covered that properly. But yes, we are working uh, in, in various cities and on various projects. So here's a question, Bhavai, I ask all my guests at the end of the show. Why do you do this work? On the personal level? Yeah, I was born and brought up in Delhi. Yes, so I have I have seen the phase of you know that clear sky was there, and later on, as as the economic progressed, a lot of construction activities started to happen. I remember one day I was traveling to Indira Gandhi Airport uh, just to drop off my brother, and at that time Gurgaon was not Gurgaon was developing at that time. So I realized that. You know, a lot of dust was there everywhere uh, and you couldn't actually see and breathe, you know, until you close your windows, car windows. So those were some of the instances that you actually see that how city has developed, what are the issues that are coming up. And when you face it directly, personally, you actually tend to then work on it. You try you try to understand why is it happening? What are the contributors and what can be done so, yeah, I mean, Delhi <laughs> is, is a major <laughs> issue that we all face. And now I, wherever I go, I see this problem across all cities. Mumbai, as you mentioned. Yeah. Also, it's a coastal area. I mean, the, the AQI was going more than 300. Awful. It was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Bhave, thank you for so much for coming on the show. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Ashraf. It's nice to have you and understand that, yes, if an, every, anyone who listens to this or whoever wants to work on the air pollution domain, happy to help them, happy to uh, make them understand why is it that this issue is there and what can be done. And hope everyone can be a part of it, actually. Thank you all for listening. Please visit allindiansmatter.in, that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-M-A-T-T-E-R.in for more columns and audio podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashraf Engineer, that's A-S-H-R-A-F-E-N-G-I-N-W-E-R and All Indians Count, that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-C-O-U-N-T. Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram, the handle is All Indians Matter. Email me at editor at allindiansmatter.in. Catch you again soon. <laughs>